Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Yeah, hello and welcome to uh, another Off The Bench NRL. Today, you are going to hear the best interviews from Sports Day this week as Scott Sattler speaks to his old coach, Tim Sheens, who is optimistic despite the slow start to the season and an insight to the coaching dynamic between Benji Marshall, Marshall Robert, Robbie Farrow, I should say, and also David Ferner. Cowboys centre Val Holmes will take us inside the North Queensland Cowboys team and what the expectations are in 2023 after a huge year last year. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. But let's kick things off with Knights back rower Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who was a great laugh on the show on Wednesday night. For Ream, Australia's favourite that's steady, hot and strong. Newcastle centres are as good as any combination. Fitzgibbon, try! Another one! The ball from Gamble... And the the line run from Fitzgibbon. Yeah, Lachlan Fitzgibbon there scoring a try. In fact, he, he notched up his 100th game for the Knights at Leichhardt a couple of weeks Big ago. Effort. Scored a try in that mm. game. He's had a couple of wins so far this year and a couple of tries as well. Not a bad start to the season, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Welcome to Sports Day. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on uh, this afternoon. But, yeah, no, nah, it's... it's it's been a it's been a pretty good start for us. Um, you know, we're we're two and two. We'd like to be, um, you know, three and one or four and zero, but that's not to be. But you know, we're in a we're in a decent spot after uh, the first month of footy. Yeah, and it's interesting. And and Sats, what are your views on this as well? Not many people have given you blokes a chance this year, and here you are sitting two from four. A good start to the season. Yeah, how do you get through that as a squad, Lockie? Like internally, how does Adam handle all that that external pressure? With the with the team, yeah. Look, it's it's a bit like any team, you know. We we had a really strong preseason, and the emphasis on the preseason was, you know, to be to be a, a hard football team this year and a different football team to uh, the previous two years. And um, you know, we don't we don't look into it too much. You know, every every seventeen players and every team go out there on the weekend um, thinking they're going to win. Well, I assume so anyway. And um, you know, we, we've had a, we've had an okay start to the month I think you know we'd probably let go of that Warriors game that was in balance there and um, but you know every week um, we just keep talking about what we can do as a team to to get better each week and you know I think from the first trial six weeks ago to to round four on the weekend I think we've progressed um, every week. How do you feel reaching a milestone 100 games it's 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 good to just yourself for yourself your your family to celebrate those those important milestones. Yeah, massive. Obviously, um, you know it's taken me a while to get to 100 games. I debuted way back in 2015, so a um, couple of injuries along the way, and um, you know I finally got there. Which you know it was a big thing for me. Um, it was one of my goals for the previous couple of years, and it wasn't to be. And obviously, um, massive for my family. I, I obviously realised how important it is to 
not only me and um, but also my partner and, and my family. So yeah, I was happy to get um, the hundred games down at Leichhardt. A great game, and I had had about fifty of my closest friends all down there watching me. So yeah, it's super special. Mad Novacastrians from the Hunter. I mm. bet. Now, um, Tyson Frizzell, he scares me. <laughs> okay, I've have never really <laughs> met him up close, but I've interviewed him on a number of times for the media uh, when we do SEN League, uh, Lachlan, and he scares me. I've got to yep. say, I've never seen him smile. I think he's a serial killer outside of rugby league. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Now, has anyone in the club ever seen him smile? Yeah, look, Frizz, he, he's a competitor. You probably don't see um, you know, that, that happy-go-lucky side of him whilst he's out in the footy field, um, you know, he's always, he's always in the game and he's, he's, he's got that, um, he's, he's a type of like you want to follow into battle, that's for sure. But no, off the field, he, he's, a, he's a family man and he actually is, he, he cracks a smile and a laugh every, every so often. But um, on the footy field, yeah, I, I can, I know what you mean. I, I hate, I used to hate having to come up against you, so. Glad he's been on our side for the last few seasons, that's for sure. I'd hate to get room with him. I reckon he'd slit your throat if his stole is twisty or something. <laughs> He's a massive allegation. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tyson Gamble. Tyson Gamble's come to the club and um, he's you're playing on the same side as Tyson. He's, he, when he was at the Brisbane Broncos and he played Lachlan, most of the times they won. And he's having a really good effect on this Newcastle side as well. And I think it just comes down to how much of a competitor he is. Is, is that what you're seeing as a guy that sees him sort of every second of the day? Uh, absolutely. Hit nail on the head. He's the most competitive person out in the footy field that, you know, I've, I've ever played with. Um, you know, and he gets under opposition skin. Mm. And I've been, I've been on the other end of that. And I've um, gambled a few times when he was playing for the Broncos. And, and he's someone you want on your team. Um, but not only that, look, he, he possesses a lot of skill. He's a, he's a big body. Um, you know, he gets his body in front in defence. And um, as you saw on the weekend, he's a really good ball player. And, you know, he set up a few tries um, on the weekend. And, you know, he's been a massive addition for us. Um, you know, losing KP wasn't ideal, but, but to have someone there, the, the quality and calibre of players um, Gamble is, he, he slotted right in. He's been seamless. And, um, you know, he sh- he'll be in our side for the rest of the year, I'd imagine. He's stayed injury-free. Is your uh, nickname uh, Fitzel? I um, I see a former teammate, Andrew McCulloch. Macca is uh, keeps calling that on Instagram. Not that you're on Instagram that much. I was having a bit of a stalk today. Uh, is he a bit of a yeah. pest uh, towards you on Instagram? Look, I, I don't know if you fellas know Andrew McCulloch, but he's very well. Um, he can be he can be a pest. Yes, very well. I imagine, but he's one of the he's one of the greats, Macca and. It actually came. My nickname is, is not Fitzel. Obviously, it's either Fitz or Fitzy, as, as you could imagine. Um, but I think um, it, it came back um, when Mitch, when both Mitchell Pearce and Andrew McCulloch. I can't believe he even brought this up or he commented on my face. But yeah, Mitchell Pearce, the, the funny cat Mitchell Pearce, he sometimes just decided to change my nickname for some reason. And, and Macca thought it was hilarious. And so Macca then calls me Fitzel as a rip-off. The junior is a bit of a weird one, so I started calling him Maxwell, as stupid as it sounds. But <laughs> yeah, that's where that come from. Uh, he's Nothing a part more than that. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's a part yeah, of the SEN absolutely. family, and I was just I was going through Instagram. I got to find. I know you're into dogs and all that sort of stuff. I see the photo with the dog and the, and the missus there, and then I'm going. Yeah. When you put up photos, Andrew McCulloch just goes 
doesn't say anything else but fits all. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. He's 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 still in the group chat in um, one of the WhatsApp boys <laughs> from the Newcastle boys, and and every time we have a good game or have a, have a loss, he just he just sprays us and just write, we'll write something just like fits all with a handshake emoji. He's, he's quality that he's one of the best. Oh, what a pest! Now. There's been some um, conversation and some debate before we got you on the phone, Lachlan. Now, we're looking at your beard from your profile. Is there ginger in your DNA? There has to be. <laughs> Look, there, there is – I'll tell you the one thing I'm more worried about than the ginger in my beard is the grey in my hair. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's running rife at the moment. It's just unbelievable. But um, there is no ginger in my family, which is – I know it's probably hard to believe because – when this beard goes out, it goes out a bit of... It's uncontrollable at the moment. And, yes, there is a little bit of red in there with a tinge of grey. And, um, yeah, that my, my head on my... My hair on my head is the, the, the most I've got to worry about. It's, it's turning grey fast. And I'm only 29, so I think I'm in some trouble. Tyson Gamble will give you greys. Now, I've heard you on your interviews now <laughs> yeah. then about how much you and your partner love your, love your dog. What, what, sort of, what sort of dog is it? Mm. I've got a two-year-old border collie named Billy. And yep. um, he, he can be hard work, but um, look, I love him. He's, he's like I don't. We don't have any kids, uh, me and my partner. So he's our little, he's our little two-year-old. But uh, he's a smart dog, as you probably know. Border collies. Yeah. Now, South New, Newcastle Junior. I mean, yeah, my family is all from around the Hunter, around uh, Raymond Terrace and East Maitland and, and Curry Curry. Um, Who's going okay in the local league? Have you, you kept an eye on at the start of the local league yet? Well, yeah, I actually do. I'm a, um, you know, obviously being a Newcastle um, boy and a South Junior, I've got a lot of mates who are still playing the local league. Um, they just had round one on the weekend. Yeah. So their, their first game. Um, South got touched up um, by, I think, at Cessnock, actually. is out at Cessnock and, you know, it's always... Out the back, out at Cessnock, it's always a bit of a, a graveyard. So uh, they got touched up on the weekend, but um, yeah. So no, I'll try to I'll try to get down to a few um, local league games um, when they're played around town. They're always good, strong competition down yeah, here. Really so strong. I, yeah. get, I like to get down there. Now, Sats and I, are massive fans of uh, of trivia, Fitzel. Um, I need to ask you, why did Corey <laughs> Norman uh, used to beat you at trivia? Corey Norman at trivia. Now this is this is a question that's been no sent idea. in from Macca in Brisbane. It says, ask him why Corey Norman used to beat him at trivia. Where's the link with Corey Norman? <laughs> I'm assuming this is Andrew McCulloch. Yeah. I, I don't. I have no link with um, Corey Norman. Versed him a couple of times, but in trivia, I don't know. I might be missing something here that Mac is trying to stitch me out with. All right, ask him another question. I'm going to get okay. Yeah. Now, what we like to do with our with our guests, um, Fritzel is we like, to, um, we like to put them under the, the Sports Day blowtorch. Now, if you had two tickets to the, the best event around the world, let's, let's just use Super Bowl if you're an NFL fan. You can take one of the yep. two tickets. Who's the other teammate that you're taking yep. and why? Oh, teammate. Yep. Teammate. Ah, jeez. Jeez. I would have said, if, if this was last year, I would have said definitely Mitch Barnett. He can be a quality good time, and yep. he's, he's someone good to have in your corner. But current teammate, who would I take? Either you, you, know you don't, what? either I'd you don't take, like many of your teammates, yeah, you or there's too many yeah. to pick from. 
No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think who'd be the most fun over there. Um, I'll take my new halfback, Jacko Hastings. Oh, I reckon nice. he could, um, he'd either know somewhere, yeah, know someone over in. He's, he's got all the hookups, Jacko, as you probably know. <laughs> he knows everyone and he's good for everything. So, um, yeah, I'll take him on the trip and, and I heard he's good time. So, definitely Jacko. Okay, if there's one teammate who is just, just doesn't stop talking and you can mute them for 24 hours. Um, young, uh, I don't know, young Bailey Hodgson. Yeah, Bailey Hodgson. Yeah, he's a, he's the young, yeah, he's the young um, Pommy fullback who, who's been with us a few times now, and um, it's where he's played 300 games, 10 tests for um, <laughs> Great Britain. He's just just all over. So young, young Hodge, but he's a great man. But sometimes I just wish I'd like you said, put him on mute. Definitely him. First player to leave on Mad Monday. First player leave. Ah, oh, jeez. Who was? Who, I'm just trying to think back. Who, who was the first player to leave on that Monday? And they got to had too much to drink and had to leave, or they just either way. Hey, not, or just um, backdoor. We had Jared Wallace leave yeah. Mad Monday at five thirty in the afternoon after having a coffee. Yeah, it's embarrassing. One day. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, no way. That's yeah. Hinkham. That's fact. Yeah. No that's way. Yeah, that's that, that's a bit average, isn't it? Um, first, of all, <laughs> I got one, Jaden Braley. Oh, really? Jaden Braley, yeah? hands down. He, he let, yep, really, really. We we joke with him all the time. Got to get his his lovely partner, uh, Lil. We fake phone call to get Lil to pick him up all the time when he's having a beer. Yeah. Just not the greatest drinker, and and sometimes, like you say, he just backdoors it without anyone knowing. <laughs> but definitely Brails. Okay, last one from me. Anyway, uh, Fitzel is. Um... <laughs> If you had one teammate that had to tell a joke <laughs> to save your life and make everyone laugh, which teammate would it be? Right. A joke. Um, geez. Uh, oh, T's good. T's been good quality. <laughs> Jack Hetherington. He's, oh, he's yeah. fine. <laughs> if he's anything he's like his wild, old man, I could understand wild. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a wild man, Ezra, and he's good for a laugh. You can follow him around all day and you can, you can make a movie out of it. He's got the stories to match, so definitely Ezra. That's great. Now, before we let you go, Lachlan, uh, yeah. I have I have sought uh, clarification mm-hmm. on that trivia question, and this is how this is how crap <laughs> Macker is. He goes, oh, I thought it was Tyson Frizzell yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> So, oh my god, there, there you go. There, there's yeah. there's Nakatu T. Yeah, oh, Not we've got him working all. for us. I oh, know, there you go. Ah, he's gone, yeah, he, we'll get rid mate. But listen, he's a Dolby boy. Listen, next time you see Tyson Frizzell, ask him what he's like in trivia against Corey Norman. Yeah, Bang. there you go. Then, no, he'll, then he'll kill you. Yeah, I know, it's an odd one. <laughs> that would be a weird one. Frizz would be thinking, what the? What are you talking about, Fitz? I have no idea. No, he'd say, what are you talking about, Fitzel? Yeah. Oh, mate, that's going to stick forever now. He's good, Mac. I'm going to have to message him after this and get into it. You you can start calling me Maxwell, too. Yeah, there we go. Nothing like that either. You've got Manly this week. Good stuff. Maxwell, yeah. Yeah, big game this week. Love watching you play. Yeah, Manly this weekend. Beauty, mate. It's been <laughs> I appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, no, nah, good game.
Go the Rangers, mate. As the father of twin Rangers, we're looking after you, mate. Good luck this weekend. Lachlan Fitzgibbon from the Newcastle Knights. <laughs> Love you. Appreciate it, James. And thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, fellas. All the best. Appreciate you having me on. There he is, a man who's running hot. Built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a ream. Great to have Fitz on the show. Break time. This is Off the Bench. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your cancer? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Great moments in rugby league history, of course, the West Tigers' first premiership in 2005. And one of the masterminds behind that, he's one of the master, the most astute minds in rugby league. And so much respect for this man and uh, current head coach of the West Tigers. And he's taken time out of his busy day to join us on Sports Day. I talk of, of other than none other than Tim Sheens. How are you, Timmy? Good, Scotty. How are you, mate? I'm very, very well. Matty Rogers is here as well. Hey, Tim Sheensy. And um, yeah. hey, Matt. Before Long we, time, mate. Yeah, it has yeah. been, yeah. Before we get into uh, any rugby league talk, I, I just want to say thank you for uh, your kind message about, about Dad. And it took me back, Sheensy, about when um, I, I came to the club in 2004. I said, Dad, you would have played against Tim, do you? He goes, oh, yeah, I played against him. He said, I think it would have been 70, maybe 71. He said, we played on the yeah. same side of the scrum. And he said, that guy knew yeah. how to fight for the loose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's me big head, mate. I, uh, <laughs> I made it difficult for your dad to uh, to stick his head in the scrum. In those days, it was uh, fight for loose. Um, and uh, nice and pertinent too, mate, talking about scrums when we lost a scrum feed the other day. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't happen very often. Uh, which just doesn't happen. Well, when I spoke about the props, as I was telling you today, Scott, and I said, listen, you lost the loose. And... And they both looked at me as I said, what do you mean? <laughs> so that's where we're at. What's the loose head? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Tim, it's Matt, mate. Um, so, yeah. so, sorry, yeah, mate. It's, uh, I, I was just I, – I look at rugby league uh, NRL coaches and I, I, the pressure that is on rugby league coaches, it almost seems unfair. Um, I wonder, with someone with a career of, of, like yours, why you would come back and, and throw yourself back into the fold? Is it the, the thrill of – you know, lining up week in, week out, or developing young players. What is it that brought you back? Well, I was initially mad asked to come back and help with um, in an administrative role, and and was happy to do so, and spent the best part of last year doing that. So, um, but the the situation when uh, become untenable with Madge and the club um, was to find an op- an option, and you know it's. You know, uh, we were we were chasing options in that regard. Anyway, at the end of the day, um, uh, 
uh, then it was thrown at me about maybe Benji and mentoring. So in real terms, doing a an interim job. So normally you start with a contract and then you hope to extend your contract. So at the moment, I'm starting with a two-year contract now and it ends in two years and then Benji takes over for the next three years. So it's basically mentoring him um, to to take the club down the track in, in uh, as I said, in uh, two more years' time. Yeah. How is it, with that relationship... Tim, is it is it more of um, him shadowing you and watching you coach, or is it more about um, him having a lot of input into the side, or how, how does that work from from an outsider? It'd be interesting yeah. to know how that sort of works. Well, it's interesting, yeah, Matt, because even I was a little unsure about how much I would throw to him, how much I would want to dominate, and so on. But a lot of head coaches today, you know, when you put on an offensive coach or a defensive coach, you've got to give them their run. You've got to let them go with it, you know. So with with our with our makeup, David Ferner obviously handles uh, the defensive side of the um, of the team. And Benji and Robbie do offense, Benji good ball and Robbie get outs, you know, from your own end, that type of thing. Yeah. So they're running the offensive side and um, and David runs the D and I'm managing that from uh, over the over the, the four of them, so um, yeah. So I, I have my say. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and, yeah, of course. And yeah, when we talk selections and we talk um, development and so on. But when we're talking about say recruitment, um, we don't do anything that Benji won't agree to, because <laughs> if it's going into his ear, if I put someone on for twelve months, that's different. Yeah. But if we're going to do a three-year deal or a five-year deal with someone, he. He has to agree. So what what it happens, mate? When when the transition comes, the end of next season, um, there won't be anyone in the system, uh, uh, management or uh, management, I think football management or um, or players that he won't want. Yeah. Um, so they'll be there. So it's, it's he, he's got fresh, clear water to um, to, to to take it from there. Mm. A lot of the kids will be two years older too, mate, and um, and two more pre seasons from. Uh, on top of this preseason, just gone will make a huge difference oh, yeah, to our big, development big as well. Yeah, you're seeing that with the Broncos yeah. players now. You've been in this situation before, oh, Tim. Yeah. 2003 when you came to the club, yeah. uh, 2004 finished ninth, and then 2005 you win the competition. So from your experience, mm-hmm. what's the message, the best way to keep this playing group? I know it's only early on in the season, and maybe that's the message. Mm. It is only early on in the season. How do you keep them positive? How oh, do you keep yeah. them up? Well, there's a number of things, Scott. One's... Um, reminding them of those sorts of things. The history of the club and the history of football is, you know, look at England at the moment. Warrington, they're going to sack him in his first coaching year last year. Now he's leading the comp. Over here, all of a sudden, you know, um, uh, the Broncos have gone from zero to 100 and, and are leading the comp. So, you know, it, it is about the year at hand and the next year. The good thing about our game is you the guys know is there's always next half, there's always next week, there's always next year. Now, for the coaches, that doesn't always count because uh, we get punted at times. But the game goes on, mate. No matter what, the game goes on. The club goes on. And the most important thing is the team and the club in real terms. Um, and uh, they're two old, great old foundation clubs. And they'll continue to survive, even though they get bashed and so on. But we'll have our time in the sun. Um, everyone does. You know, you know in a, a decade of playing at a club, you'll get maybe one or two, if you're lucky, chances at a, a premiership. 
mm. you know, that window of opportunity. And then it sometimes goes when everyone retires together or, for instance, when we lost Scotty Prince after 05 and a number of senior players. Or Parramatta can go back all the way to um, to the uh, to the 80s and lost um, Sterling and Kenny. Never recovered from it. They still talk about who's you know, a halfback play there to replace Peter Sterling. So, you know, these things come and go in cycles. And um, so, you know, keeping their heads up is about there's always that opportunity and we grow every week. There's no such thing as a perfect game and don't even think you can play it, nor coached. I can't. I don't know any player could write down a date where he played the best game uh, as in a perfect game. Uh, it just doesn't happen. It's always about pushing forward towards that goal. And uh, the other thing is to keep them positive, showing them the things, the good things we're doing and where we're growing. Not and being, you know, being smart enough to know, you know, they've got to also look at the things they've got to improve. Because you're looking at it from a positive way, not a, oh, you idiots, you you don't do this, you don't do that, you shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have done this. You know, there's, it's just how you handle those things and keeping them, you know, focused on going forward and the fact that they're learning um, each week. And that's what it's all about. Football is about learning till the day you finish. Yeah. And when you're having a lot of success, it's always the long game. And you've known Benji ever since he was 17 years of age when you brought him down from Kebra Park yeah. late in the week to have a couple of runs in 2003. What's, his, yeah. what's going to be his greatest asset as a coach? Well, two. Uh, one. Where do I go to two then? One. <laughs> first mm. of all, he is an intelligent football player. And, you know, I, as a coach, when I talk to players in a, in a room, you know, uh, you know, your team, you know who can see what you're thinking or what you're saying, rather. Uh, in other words, you know, they see it in their head. Other, other guys have to go out and practice it. Benji's one of those guys that can see what you're saying without actually rehearsing it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, the good players generally are like that. Uh, they don't mind sitting up the front of the room and answering a question. Whereas lots of the guys up the back don't want to answer a question like the schoolroom. But mm. in saying that, Benji's one of those guys that was always um, ahead of ahead of his of his time from the point of view of not only his game but the way he thought about the game. Um, he's still young enough and and to be remembered by those players as a as you know, no one remembers the uh, eleven tries or so I scored in my in my career. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, but um, so he's still pertinent. Um, he's intelligent. Uh, he and Robbie, in particular, if I said something and in six months' time I contradicted myself, they would pick it up. Yeah. So they're very, very intelligent players, and showed that in the key positions that they played on the field. So um, I think that's going to hold him in good stead. He has good rapport with younger ones, with the Islander boys in particular, obviously, from his background. Um, so there's uh, there's lots of pluses. The big thing, of course, you're going to learn is all the politics and all the other things that come with the game, the media, the politics, uh, you know, from winning your club and from without, the pressures and so on. The lunches you've got to go and do, the this, that, the other thing, and then dropping people and making tough decisions on people that affect their lives. So um, all those things will be coming in the future for him. Now, Sheenzy, we, uh, uh, before we yeah. let you go, before we let you go, we, um, we've got this, these quick little quick-fire questions that we get our guests to answer with uh, really simple answers. Don't yes. ask me about my favourite player, please. No, I'm not going <laughs> to ask you that. No, well, that would no. be Scott Sutler. No, yeah, yeah. Surely. You were, Scott. Yeah. You were, yeah. Top seven. But anyway, um, from all yeah. the players you've coached, okay, which one – Player, would you pick 
if they had to win a race over 100 metres for your life out of all the players you've coached? Who would who would who could win it to save me? Yeah, over 100 metres. You can only pick one of your ex-players. Uh, uh, I'd go Kenny Nagus. Oh, oh wow, yeah, the Kyogre Flash. Yeah. yeah, he was great. He was great. Um, Kenny Nagus. Kenny Nagus could run in any gear to stay in front of anyone. The yeah. harder they ran. The harder he ran. I remember. Um, I remember. I remember it well. She wasn't far behind that either. <laughs> yeah. He, he turned. He, uh, he had just. He had. He had X number of gears. Uh, Mullins too was pretty fair oh, yeah. as well. So I've been pretty lucky to have that yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The one player over the years that has that asks the most questions, the most inquisitive. <laughs> uh, Liam Fulton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't a know what he's taking. A lunatic. Yeah. yeah right. he is crazy. Oh, crazy. And remembers everything. Remembered everything. Remembered <laughs> yeah. everything. Um, always query me. What are, you, what are we doing? What are you doing? Uh, you know, what do you think about this? Um, you know, and you go into the all his personal stuff too. Um, you know, I said to him, "Marry rich," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got that idea, and I think he went all right there too. But um, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, Fulton was full of queries okay. all the time. Last one before we let you go, and you've been great with your time. One play you would have loved to have coached Sheensy, but you didn't get the chance to. Oh, good question. Um, I've been lucky enough to coach quite a few. Uh, what in my coaching career or playing career? Well, coaching career, coaching. I suppose, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting one. You, I know you sent me the questions, but I don't think I've had a chance to have a really good look at that one. Um, I would say Darren, although I did coach Darren Lockett. In the Australian it, team, yeah. But not on a week-to-week basis, In the Australian you? team, but not on a week-to-week basis, no. I think uh, he, he and... Uh, well, you know, Thurston, him and Cronk were all brilliant to work with. But I had with Greg Alexander and Ricky and Princey and Ricky Stewart, I had, I had a pretty good run with halfbacks too, mate. So, yeah. But Darren, Darren was just that, uh, you know, unbelievable athlete. Um, could break a game open, that sort of thing. But um, would I swap him for Laurie Daly? Probably not. So mm. you go, so I'm all over the place, mate. <laughs> yeah. Place. No, you've yeah. coached plenty of it. Listen, could sit here and talk to you for hours. Always Absolutely. value your view on the game. Always giving with your time. A big game this Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium for the West Tigers up against the Brisbane mm. Broncos. So West Tigers fans, yep. if you are in Queensland, get out to Suncorp Stadium and give the boys a hand on Saturday night. Tim Sheens, coach of the West Tigers, thank you very much for your time tonight on Sports Day. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Yeah, who can't? Well, you never forget that moment. Val Holmes nailing that winning field goal, and he joins us now. G'day, Val. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm good, thanks. Hey, Val, um, tell me the, the mature Val Holmes now who's done everything in the game, everything he can do in the game, and tell me what the mature Val Holmes would. If he, he had to go back and talk to the, the 19, 20-year-old Val Holmes who's coming into first grade, what, what would he tell him? Hmm. 
Um, I'd definitely say, um, you know, own your stripes, but have fun along the way. You know, you're still a kid while you're, while you're coming up, but obviously train hard, listen to your coaches, and um, enjoy it along the way because, as you guys know, it, you feel like you're there for a while, but it flies by pretty quick, and, um, and before you know it, once footy's over, you know, you hit the real world, so... And then you start to miss it all. So I'm already kind of feeling like I'm on the back end of that. But, yeah, I've really you know, had a good time. I've enjoyed my career so far. And I've still got a, few, a fair bit to go. But, yeah, I'd probably just say that. I wonder if the uh, one of the older Val Holmes would say, and also you're going to go over and try and uh, play in the NFL as well at some stage. Yeah, so. we talk, I remember <laughs> us talking about that last time we yeah. caught it. Was, that was ruthless. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. now Val, uh, the Cowboys, so impressive last year. In the first half of round one, you just looked like you're a side that didn't miss a beat. But in saying that, um, it doesn't seem to be the way that the Cowboys, the way we saw them play last year. Is is that a concern for Todd and you senior players, or is, or the Cowboys got an, an attitude now as, you know, if we get everything right, we'll we'll get it right at the at the right time of the season. Yeah, obviously, round two, we got hit with, obviously, a couple of guys losing, like getting suspended for, for certain things and losing a couple of guys there, and we've lost mine on the weekend. But, yeah, I think the way we started was, that's exactly how we kind of planned to start, you know, the year. We trained really hard in the preseason. We wanted to start fast. Obviously, we knew we had a few um, home games um, to start the season off, and as everyone knows, it's quite warm up here, so we thought we could have that to our advantage, and... Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know what happened. We probably shouldn't have went into halftime, but um, mm. yes, the moment we came out, and in both games, um, you know, I thought we played well in the first half against Broncos to keep them, you know, to, uh, what was it, eight all, ten all into halftime, where we could have been, um, you know, we could have been, uh, it was the last try right on the stroke for halftime, and, and then we just fought a bit in um, the second half, but I think last week, you know, we came out, we wanted to be better, We, you know, we all... Hope that we'd you know learn from those few games, and you know I feel like it's gonna only you know kind of increase and get better from here on. Must seem like a lifetime ago, 2016, winning the grand final against the Melbourne Storm. Well, I, you know one of the the great grand finals it was. Um, now, when Chad Town, I want to get an insight into Chad Townsend Val because I watch him with great interest uh, as an as an observer. I really admire the way that he just marshals the team round. He's not one of those halfbacks like a Joey Johns and and Co that gets all the accolades, but. Um, he seems to be so important, not only to the team, but more so to the coaching staff, because he seems to be another coach. Did One, the first question is, did did the coaching staff ask you about Chad when they were going to bring him to the club and how influential he is and, and how much, how important he is, is he to that coaching that coaching staff being that uh, that playmaker? Yeah, yeah, Toddy and Lucky um, had kind of spoken to me about saying that they were interested in you know, talking and chatting and, you know, bringing them up to have a look around here. And, you know, I think they were interested in knowing that he had had a bit of success there at Sharks, played at the Warriors, and, you know, he's played under some, or next to some, you know, pretty uh, high-experienced players. And they knew what type of guy he was. I think Toddy was there at the Warriors maybe when he was there for a bit. And, um, yeah, on chatting, yeah, he, I feel like he is one of the coaches. The way he talks um, in our videos and our meetings, you know, you you think it's like one of the coaches talking. Everyone listens. He knows what to say. He's very confident with what he says, and um, yeah, and just the way he trains as well. He's obviously very professional in looking after his body, making sure he's right fit every week. And I guess that rubs off. You know, on the young halves, you know, we really see Toddy, uh, Toddy, Tommy getting um, better and better each week. And I feel like that's just from 
you know, looking up and learning learning um, from Chatty the way he carries himself and prepares and, you know, mentally gets ready for games. Um, but, yeah, he's, I reckon he's been a really good signing for us and especially losing Morgo there. He's obviously the captain, our leader, um, our halfback. And, yeah, we probably needed someone like Chatty to step in to fill that void. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of leaders, big Jimmy Taumo back at the club uh, this year. Oh, he's out this week, but what experience has he brought back to that club yeah he's um yeah he's another one that obviously he's been around for a while played played some big games played for obviously new south wales australia and you know when he at the start pre-season he was always you know very vocal with you know he wanted to be a part of like what we had last year because he's seen the success we had and how well we played and played for each other and he just wanted to know what it was so he was really you know intrigued and really I feel like he was really excited to be here, and you know he had an awesome um, you know preseason with us, and and trained well in those um, played well in those trial games and stuff. So yeah, he's done something to his foot at the moment, but yeah, I think he'll be back in the next couple of weeks, and yeah, he's been a you know, big bonus for us. From the grandstand and on TV, he looks like he's got the biggest chin ever in the history of rugby league. How big? How big is that jaw? Like, it's actually not a chin; it's a jaw. Is that? Is it? Is it human? Yeah, well, I think he does have. He has a big head in general, but I think he has like a quite a thick beard as well, which probably doesn't help. But yeah, right. He's just a large human being. He's very tall. <laughs> yeah, I'd say he has a big chin. His jaw looks bigger than his bigger than his head. Yeah, you know, most people's jaws just fit their. If heads. we had to pick a team of big jaws, oh. Nathan Cleary halfback, Jimmy Tarmo our front row. Yeah, mm. Brent, Brent Tate. Brent Tate. He'd be in there as well. Yeah. What is it? Is it a North Queensland thing? It must <laughs> be. It must be. Hey, uh, hey, Val, you mentioned golf. Now, you like to play a bit of golf. Who's the regular crew? Yeah, we love our golf up here. As, um, as you boys probably know, there's not much to do, really. Fishing, golfing, hunting. Uh, <laughs> hunting. But yeah, our golf crews, uh, myself, Chatty, uh, Drinky, Tommy Deard, and Hesse, and like Kyle Felt. He's probably the best out of all of us. So what's your playoff? What, what handicaps Kyle Felt off? Um, Felt is off about seven. Oh. He's the lowest. Um, Hesse's off about 9 or 10. Chatty's about 11. I'm 13. Drinky's 16. Mine's like four, uh, 13 as well. Same as me. Uh, before we let you go, Val, um, I love love doing some research and also finding out a little bit more about some of the young players in the games. The guys that are coming off the production line and you being a Townsville boy and I don't know, from, from memory, you, you, weren't a, you weren't a brother's boy. Were you a Lions boy at, in, when you were growing up playing juniors? Yeah, yeah, Western Lions I played for. Yeah, so young young Chester, Tommy Chester, who's, who's filling in at the moment for, for drink water. Tell us a little bit more about him. What's his background? Because he's a local, isn't he? A Townsville boy? Yep. Yeah, he's a local kid. He's uh, from the country. Uh, he's old boy, I think. You know, I remember meeting him when he um, when, when Chester debuted for us last year. Like a real proper country fellow. The, you know, the blue jeans, the big buckle belt, uh, that <laughs> kind of button-up shirt that the country look. Um, yeah, he's just a humble kid, very, very tough, very trains hard. Um, I feel like that's just the way why he's here, I guess, is the way he plays. He, he trains the way he plays, um, never lets anyone down. And I think he gets that from the way he's been brought up. Seems like he's been brought up really well and, you know, good country kid. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, listen, good luck Sunday night at Core Stadium taking on the Bulldogs. Gee, it's hard to... Hard to pick a winner in this game. It's pretty even in the betting as well. But uh, good luck against the doggies. And, mate, uh, Val Holmes, we appreciate your time on Sports Day. 
No worries. Cheers, guys. Thank you. More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yes, certainly is. And Chris Nelson is the man in the... No, I haven't spoken to Nelson uh, in ages. Queensland's your place to race this year. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. G'day, Nelson. Jace, uh, I spoke to you last Thursday. Jace, quickly, how quickly you forget? Oh, it's been such a long time. Register. <laughs> hey, Nelson, it's a uh, a big weekend of racing, like it is every weekend. But I'm really yes. excited excited about the meet in um, in Rocky Saturday. You mean the meet at the plate on the, at the Criterion? Is oh, that what you're thinking about? A bit of both. It's, your mouth's watering, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's uh, big day at Rocky on Saturday. We have the uh, Capricornia Yearling Sale three and four year old classic for a hundred thousand. Uh, and also the Capricornia Yearling Sale Classic two-year-old plate. I'll get that out right. Over uh, 1,200 metres for $150,000. And then the next day of the Sunday, the sales start at, uh, at Rocky, the Capricornia sales. So, yeah, big weekend up north. Why does the steak taste better in Rocky? Oh, seriously, well, fair income decent steaks. Is it straight off the paddock, So have straight they, on the plate. Do they have a cow out the back of the kitchen? Yeah. And they just slice off what you get? That's exactly. You know how you can just pick your lobster out of a yeah. tank? Do yep. you go out the back and go, I'll have that one, thanks? Yeah. No, I have that bit there. And the <laughs> cow just stands there and it yes. just gets a bit sliced off it. Yes. And he'll go, the cow goes, does my ass look smaller today? And it's like, yes, because it's on someone's plate. <laughs> All right, move on. Um, tips for the weekend. What are you liking, Nelso? Well, we raced at Doombin on Saturday. That's our main meeting in Queensland. And uh, the track was rated a heavy nine this morning after some rain overnight uh, through Brisbane. And I'd say, judging by what the track manager said this morning, maybe get back to a soft six on uh, Saturday. But uh, I like to think we can do better than that. So we'll see. But it's going to be rain affected in some way, shape or form. Race six, number four, Depardi Gal uh, for Tony Gollan. Looks very, very close to a win. Third up on Saturday. And, of course, uh, if you look back through Departy Gal's form, you'll see that the last two preparations, she has won third up. So this is the right stage of her campaign. And race seven, number 11, Spirit Queen, who was so good in the duel a couple of weeks ago, running on from last into second, draws a much better gate this time and therefore will be much closer in the run and much harder to beat. So they're my best two. Race six, number four. And race seven, number 11. Yeah, nice work. We'll keep an eye on those. Um, what about Queensland horses interstate this weekend? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, Sats. We haven't oh, okay. got anything okay. of any note. Should have I'll done your you research, later. Sats. <laughs> no, but we have. Look, we do have a massive meeting, of course, uh, at Ramwick. There's the Doncaster, uh, the, uh, the Derby, uh, the TJ Smith, four group ones. So that's going to be a massive day's racing. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Nelson, uh, enjoy your weekend, buddy. You too, guys. All the best. Rightio, that's off the bench for another week. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the rest of your footy. Uh, and don't forget Sports Day back Monday night with Sats and the Rats. Catch you then.